Welcome to the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. My name is Katie and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me today. There are links in the details of each podcast episode where you can find out more about my Patreon, where you get two bonus exclusive episodes every month for just $3 a month, and also my YouTube channel and books that I've written on minimalism and also fictional works. This is podcast episode number 107, Minimalism in Action. Hey there, minimalists. It is Christmas time and we are totally getting into all of the fun things that we enjoy doing. It has been really nice. We always make a Christmas calendar. I think I talked about that last week, but sometimes I have a hard time remembering these things. So we made up our Christmas calendar. We basically just get a poster board or something like that and draw up a calendar for December. And then on each day, we, not not each day, it's not every day that we do something, but Many days of the month, we have some kind of a tradition that we either have done annually or that we're starting up new, and it's really fun. So this week has been full of things that we have wanted to do and enjoy doing. All of them are really simple and sweet, but it's been a really nice time. It's been a good change of scenery to be enjoying Christmas like that. I've really loved it. As far as my personal update goes, I was able to take personal time this week, which has been something that is becoming more and more a part of my life. It has not worked out perfectly every week of this year that I've gotten personal time, but the more aware I am of it and the more aware I am of when I really need it and what type of personal time I need, whether that's like I need time to be able to podcast or I need time to be able to sit quietly and have a cup of tea, those things have been something that I've become more aware of and it's been so much more healthy for me because I'm actually doing a better job of meeting my own needs, which is great. And also my family is totally supporting me in meeting my needs or either or doing things that are meeting my needs so that I don't have to. So it's been really nice to have that awareness, but also to be actually fulfilling those things so that I am doing well and thriving. I feel so much healthier in that way this year, even though it's taken me a long time to come to this place where I'm like, okay, I need to have just a quiet moment here and say it, do it in a way that is not like, "Ah, I need some quiet time where I'm kind of a little bit excitable or whatever. And my family thinks I'm upset. Uh, I've, I've figured out a lot of that this year. I'm not perfect at it, but it has, I think, become much better and it's working out well for everyone. And I think that it's going to be good for my kids because I think the older they get, the more they will realize when they have specific needs that need to be met and they'll be able to voice those things in their own families, relationships and things like that. Or to me, you know, as they get older and they start realizing these things and are able to vocalize those things as well. I was also able to walk a ton this week. I have noticed that this is something that has been very sporadic this fall. I realized last weekend that it was so mild last year that I didn't really struggle to get my walks in. I mean, I did walk in rain quite a bit, but it has been a year of flood warnings and flooding and torrential rains and things like that. Whereas last year, if I was walking in the rain, it was like sprinkling or raining kind of lightly. Usually when I walked, I could pretty much find a time every day where it wasn't too horrible. There were some evening walks that were pretty bad, but mostly it was pretty easy to get things done. 
I'm probably romanticizing it a little bit. I'm, it, I know it was a little worse than that, but mostly I was able to get my personal walks in. This year has been a struggle to walk. So realizing this, that, you know, this is going to be a different type of year and it already has. And I just need to either be opportunistic and find times when I can walk and be very flexible about my schedule and not say, okay, I'm going to walk at nine o'clock every day when my kids are doing this or that for their schoolwork. I can't, I can't do that. I'm going to have to be opportunistic or I have to accept that I'm just going to be walking rain or shine. So I took that attitude into this past week and it was so much more helpful. I got a lot more walking in. I was able to be more focused because I was more determined. I also set out my walking shoes and socks and different things like that so that I was ready to go and it worked out a lot better. When we made our Christmas calendar, my son wanted to write down an activity for every day for the first full week of December. And we have had so much fun so far this week, which means lots and lots of family time, which was one of my goals for this year was to spend time with my family. I think this is the goal that I've had the most success with. I have made a lot of efforts to spend time with my family and it's been really beautiful. I feel so much more bonded to my children and my husband and I feel like I understand them better, love them better and also have more fun with them. We have a lot of conversations that are great and it's really nice. I've been enjoying it so much. I also have to let you know that we have an annual Christmas staring contest as suggested by my son six years ago when we were creating the Christmas calendar. We were pretty much done with everything that we had written on it. And in his little guy voice, he was like, well, how about the Christmas staring contest? Like it's something we'd done forever, <laughs> which we hadn't. And so wanting to support his idea for, you know, the annual Christmas staring contest, we said, okay, yeah, let's do the annual Christmas staring contest. I'll tell you what, that kid should be in national staring competitions or something because he is so good at it. He won three years in a row and then it started getting switched up, but I won this year. Thank you very much. I think my son suggested cookies as the prize that first year. And so we have always done cookies, but you could do like, you know, back rub, you could do favorite meal cooked for you, whoever the winner is. You can incentivize it in a lot of different ways. And it's just fun. So if you're looking for a new and unique, incredibly unique Christmas tradition, try the Christmas staring contest. It's hilarious and very fun. Moving away from the Christmas staring contest and onto the main topic, one of the activities that we put on the calendar was a Christmas crafting night. My kids love to craft. I love to craft. I like making lots of things. It's fun and challenging to me and interesting. Even if it doesn't turn out great, I enjoy doing that kind of stuff. I wasn't sure what my kids were going to make, but when I knew that the Christmas crafting night was on the calendar, I decided that I was going to save that night for making our Christmas wreath. It turned out that my kids ended up wanting to make them too, but they also made some other little things, which was really fun and stuff we've all been enjoying, which is really nice. When we were making the wreaths, I realized that it was so incredibly satisfying, but I realized that the whole process from beginning to end was the most satisfying part about it, not necessarily the finished project. First off, we foraged for the supplies, except for the wire wreath form and the ribbon in order to make the bow. We went on a nice long walk and picked up all the different things. We took our time picking and choosing through what we wanted. It was a long process foraging for those things, but it was really fun. 
I wanted to make the wreath that night, but I didn't have time for it and I wanted to enjoy the process. So I kept putting it off until I saw that Christmas crafting night on the calendar and decided, up, oh, that's the night that I'm going to make my wreath. So I had a lot of time to think about it and enjoy the anticipation of the moment of actually being able to make my wreath and sit down and enjoy that part. That night was really fun. We turned on a Christmas movie that we'd all seen a lot of times. And so we just kind of had it on as background music, but it was a really sweet atmosphere. We had some treats out and it was great. That part of it was also very fun. And the fact that we were all crafting together was also very enjoyable. On top of all of this, I took the time to teach my children how to make a wreath according to the new technique that I had learned on Garden Answer that I wanted to try out. So it was really fun to teach them and to see them learn and enjoy what they were doing, figure out their process and We all had so much going on that it was a wonderful, productive atmosphere, and it turned out really great. When I was sitting there about halfway through my wreath, I looked at my kids working away and the really idyllic atmosphere that we had created and realized this is minimalism. This is minimalism in action. I have to say every day is not like this in our home. There are lots and lots of days of the week where we are struggling to get things done. I feel frustrated. My kids feel frustrated. I don't think that practicing minimalism ensures that every day you're going to have something like this or every moment will even be like this. That's for sure. I I don't think that's possible. But when those moments do come, I love to sit there and soak them up and contemplate the different mechanisms that made this night possible. What were the perfect ingredients, so to speak, to create this wonderful evening? When my little light bulb going off moment happened, I absolutely appreciated making those wreaths even more with my family, but it also made me realize that I needed the next day on my walk to think about what I could do to promote more of this in my home. This is how my list was created. Some of it will apply to you. Some of it will not apply to you. Some of it applies to the home. Some of it applies to me personally, and some of it applies to my whole family. But all of these things, I think, are important factors of minimalism in action. The first thing on my minimalism in action list is making something for your home. I know I already talked about the wreaths. I learned how to make big bows this year, and it was fun to make them, but it also makes me proud every time I look at my giant bows that I have figured out how to create. These simple things not only help us to enjoy the process and hopefully get what we want and enjoy our home more, but taking the time to do something like this is really special. I know that I have learned so many micro skills, I would say, simply because I wanted to do something in my home and didn't want to spend the money on it or didn't feel like I could spend the money on it. And so creating it myself was pretty much the only option. And so I've learned how to do a lot of things by myself. And every time I do something, I feel this I can do it moment where I'm so happy and pleased that I was able to accomplish something, but also really happy that I now have a skill that I can use another time. Taking the time to learn to do something new is such a minimalistic thing in my opinion. I don't think that we should sit around and have nothing in our homes, nothing to do, nothing to look at. I feel like we should make our homes beautiful and make them what we want them to be. We should learn skills, just not do it in an excessive way where you have too much material that you will never use or too many projects that are overwhelming and put you in a position where you never finish any of them. 
taking the time to be thoughtful and creative and enjoy the process as well as the project that you've completed is beautiful. We just have to make sure that we're prioritizing this stuff so that we can actually get the things done that we want to do and not overwhelm ourselves. I have been trying really hard to make time for things like this and I have felt so good about making that time but also completing things because of the way I'm arranging my schedule. I would definitely say that making something for your home is very much in line with quality over quantity or taking your time to get something because making something is pretty much always going to take longer than going out and buying it. And so you have that elongated moment of coming to the satisfaction of having something nice in your home, which is really cool. The second item that I added to my list was creating and sticking to a budget. Wow, my friends, this can be so difficult, especially when you have a time of year when you might feel pressure to buy a lot of stuff or whatever, but it is so rewarding. It is mentally good to relieve that financial stress, but it's also amazing to be financially healthy or be on a road to becoming financially healthier. Living excessively comes in a lot of different forms and living outside of our means is definitely one of them. I always feel so much better when we stick to our budget. I have been using the Every Dollar app a lot. They're not sponsoring this or anything like that, but it's Dave Ramsey's app and I love it. It helps me so much. This month, I itemized things even more because of Christmas and all of the different things that we were going to be doing and the different projects that we had going on outside of Christmas this month. I got it down so well. It made me really happy. And there are a lot of little budgets that I'm going to have to delete next month because they're specific to this month only, but it has helped me to stay on track. Every receipt, I'm like, okay, let me see that thing. I'm going to sort it all out right now. I also have a paper budget. We always keep a budget book. It's just a composition notebook. I have never been able to make this work on any type of app or computer system where I was able to stick to it. I don't know what it is, but having that little book helps me out so much. It takes up very little space and it keeps us on track. I have no problem with having something like that around because it's a tool and something we use every month and every day. The app though, that is where I get very detailed and it is wonderful. Being so careful with our budgeting has helped me to realize how grateful I am for what we have, but also it has helped me to realize that when we do get to splurge on something or we get to try something new or interesting or even like purchasing the ribbon for making those bows, it brought so much satisfaction knowing I could do that, that it was within the budget and also that I had waited for it. I had taken my time to find the right price, the right thing or whatever. And this is absolutely another minimalistic act where we are not just going out and living frivolously. We live frivolously sometimes, but it is all within the bounds of a budget and it has brought so much peace of mind. The next thing that came up on my list as I was considering my life and how I've been seeing that minimalism in action I think that growing your own produce or houseplants is a very minimalistic thing to do. It can be challenging living in an RV, but we are able, because we're stationary, 
um, most of the year to do this quite a bit more than I think if we were on the road all the time. When we are on the road, it's a little tricky to deal with the plants, but I basically either give them away or they have been through their process and they're dying anyway. And so I'm able to discard what I am not going to be using anymore. So I try to manage it very well. And I have a very minimalistic garden because we have very minimalistic uh, home and life living in an RV. But it is so much fun to grow our own. Again, we're limited, but we have grown peas. We have grown strawberries. We've got herbs herbs in the kitchen window as well as green onions because we can only have like one or two of each of these plants. It's really not much but it is so fun to go and pick out a strawberry. I think I had a just a handful of homegrown strawberries this year and just a few peas but mostly my kids ate all of those and so they were able to eat quite a few which is really nice. I have been cutting green onions into my salads, which are in my kitchen windowsill, and I was able to throw some rosemary into my soup that I made the other night. It's all very, very rewarding. It's so satisfying to know that something you planted and something that you've tended to is taking its time, and that can be something that we want to speed along, but it is fun to see the progress of plants and to see where they're headed, and then to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. My granny has beautiful houseplants and I really wanted some, we have succulents and they're fun and everything, but I wanted some more houseplants. So my granny had this pothos plant and it was beautiful and it was healthy and I wanted to know if it would grow. I asked her if I could take some clippings and she said that was fine. So I started several in water. It took forever for those things to start to root off of the nodes, but they finally did it, which was great. And I had a cute little pot with these three little pothos plants coming off of it. It took them a long time to get established in that pot and also was very small. So I think that the nutrients were pretty low. And I also am terrible at fertilizing. I need to get a good fertilizer that would be good for kind of all of our plants in the house. And I have not done that yet. Anyway, I transferred it to another pot that was bigger where they would have more room and also have some fresh soil. And the plant just took off. It was crazy how much it changed in just a few weeks after it got over the shock of being in a new pot. I had this beautiful plant, but I realized that there was one spot where there was a, like kind of a bald spot in the plant. So I waited and waited until I could take a clipping off of my own plant, put that in the water and start that so that I could plant it in the bald spot in my pot where the other pothos shoots were growing and established. That has finally gotten roots and I'm about to plant it out, but it's not quite ready yet. I will have to be sure to let you know when I'm able to plant it. But uh, yeah, it has taken a long time. This has been a year-long process of me getting a plant like this. However, it is exactly what I want. It's in a pot that I love. Plus, it has been so fun to enjoy the process and enjoy the challenge of trying to get this thing to grow. But I finally got them to grow. It took a long time and I've enjoyed the process. Plus, it's really interesting to watch pothos propagate. It's very, very interesting the way the roots come out. They're very funky. It has been a process, but it has been so fun. And it's something that I now can kind of take a little bit of pride in. I'm glad that I kept up with it. I'm going to be so excited when I finally put that last shoot in there and have a nice full plant that I did myself 
sort of. I mean, the plant did the work, but like I tended to it. I figured it out. I figured out how I could get it to look the way I wanted it to. And it's beautiful. And my hope is that I can take clippings from this plant at some point and perhaps have a gift to give to somebody. And I think all of those things are really sweet and they're great ways of living in minimalism. Anytime I can work with plants, it feels good. I love gardening of any sort, even on this teeny tiny scale. I enjoy it and it brings me a lot of pride and also it's another skill to be able to do these things and something else I can apply in the future to some other project. The last thing that I want to talk about is not procrastinating. I have to tell you that I'm totally guilty here but it is something that I have been working on this year. I think that procrastinating is one of the least minimalistic things that I have ever done. (laughs) Uh, It's something that takes a lot of time. It takes so much mental energy to procrastinate and to worry about something and when it's going to get done and when you're going to have time to do it and how you're going to do it. There are so many energy sucking things about procrastination that it bothered me to a point where I had to really sit down and figure it out. And honestly, It may sound like a funny thing, but this is some of the deep work that I did this year that I've been talking about in the last several episodes. Something that a mentor suggested is that I take action faster. Whenever I have the urge to procrastinate or put something off, I remember that little phrase, take action faster, and I'm able to push myself into getting something done by simply not wanting to procrastinate anymore. It's been very difficult, honestly. I didn't realize how difficult it would be to change my ways, but I have seen the benefit of this in so many different areas. For instance, the wreath. That is something that I have not accomplished in years past because I procrastinated. Maybe I was worried I wouldn't have the materials to make it really pretty or to be able to do it the way that I wanted to. Or maybe I spent too much time saying yes to things that were maybe not as fulfilling to me or maybe they were and I put it off and didn't get it done. I mailed out Christmas cards this year. I don't always do this, but I had a lot of Christmas cards in my Christmas storage and I decided I want to use all of these up. That way I can either choose to do Christmas cards next year or not, but either way, these are not getting stored. I used up every single Christmas card, I am happy to say, and I also had the fun time of doing this. It's something that I enjoy receiving Christmas cards. It's fun, and I think it is a little bit of a bright spot. I wanted to procrastinate on this. When I had the idea and pulled out all the Christmas cards, I was like, oh yeah, I'll get this done tomorrow, and then tomorrow came, and I put it off for a couple of days until I realized that I was procrastinating and had a lot of different reasons to not send them out. But all of them were reasons that were honestly not very good. And so I sat down and I made the time and I wrote out all the Christmas cards while my kids were doing their schoolwork. So I was sitting there helping with math and then writing out another card and then helping out with spelling and then writing out another card or whatever it was that I was doing. All of my Christmas shopping is done now. Every single bit of it There's no more money in the budget, and so it has to be done. But also, I planned very carefully and then accomplished it. I am so 
proud of myself for this because usually this is not how it goes. It's it's not done on Christmas Eve usually. I'm, I usually do a tiny bit better than that, but I have had many years where I waited until the last minute having so many different things running through my head that have caused me to procrastinate. Now, if you are a procrastinator, I strongly feel that most people procrastinate because of underlying things. It's not because we're lazy. (laughs) I am not lazy. That is not why I procrastinate. There are many obstacles that are going on mentally or emotionally that I'm trying to overcome. And so a lot of this take action faster has come because I have been struggling and working and fighting and wrestling with overcoming some of this stuff. And I'm really happy with where I am now and the fact that I'm able to take action faster. It has made my life so much better and it has opened up even more windows of opportunity to relax or do something that I want to do or to actually enjoy making that Christmas wreath. It has been a beautiful part of my life and also so incredibly minimalistic. It has probably the number one thing on this list that has made a huge difference in my life. Moving forward and taking that action and enjoying the process and not getting so caught up in all of the details. It's definitely something that I've had to be mindful about though because it's easy to say I'm going to take action faster but I've had to do a lot of work to figure out what are those mental blocks holding me up from taking that action faster. So I've benefited a lot from that. When I wrote out this list it was a really pleasant experience and it made me feel good about the things that I was doing in my life. It also made me realize that minimalism basically means enjoying the process of life and the things that we really want to indulge in. My minimalist challenge for you and for me is to ask yourself, what is a minimalistic action that you want to dig a little deeper into in the new year? This is definitely something that I'm thinking about and want to pursue as taking up this challenge as well. It's something that I'm thinking about a lot. What are my goals for next year? What do I want to achieve? I think they're going to look more different than any other year. And I'll probably dive into this year and why it turned out so differently on the last episode of this year or the first episode of next year. I can't remember how I do it or how I've done it in years past. I am looking forward to the new year and I'm enjoying the process of Christmas right now and all that that is. But I am looking forward to the new year and taking the opportunity to adjust our life a little bit to change our trajectory to make things a little bit better and a little bit better. Thanks for being here. I hope that you have a great week. And remember, it is all about the experiences, not the stuff.